real hog. <laughs> Julia by the Fast Romantics. I'd actually never heard of that band before. Uh, Tony turned us on to that, our old man. Yeah, Tony, where did he hear it, Mike? Yeah, man, I heard it on NPR, man. Oh, no, it's a great tune. I thought it was Elvis Costello at first. Welcome to another episode of Jackman Radio. Happy to be here. Happy to be with you, folks. Uh, straight from Austin, Texas, back to Bedlam. On record, this is the documents that we have. Full. In, what do you think now we have? Full inside job. I think three-fourths inside job. Yeah. Some of the job knew it was inside, but some of the inside didn't know that they were doing a job. <laughs> so three-fourths inside job, 2.0.com, PersonPlanet.com. Fucking ridiculous. Oswald, how you doing? Good, good. He's like, oh, it's the first day of fall. Ooh, wow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. What did you say, Aaron? Wow. Oh, it's just, you know, it's fall. I, I don't really acknowledge fall or spring. You know, oh, the leaves just, are changing. All the people from Massachusetts coming up and photographing it. Right. You know, that's going to happen, isn't it? They're all going to be appearing. I'm surprised none of those buses crash. I mean, they're 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 not like Fungwa bus. They're legit buses. Well, yeah, I miss Fungwa. I do too, man. What a way to get to New York City. Jesus, you knew part of the thrill was risking your life for like twenty bucks. Yeah, it was hip to do that before it was hip to do that when we did it. That's true. And with the changing of the seasons, we have the passing of a legend. Um. One of the most famous catchers of all time in the MLB, Yogi Berra, passed away uh, yesterday, I believe, at the age of 90 years old. Good for him. 90 years. That's a good haul. You know, that's a that's a good run. You know, he, uh, you know, he played in the MLB for uh, 19 seasons from 1946 to 1963, and then a, a one-off in 1965. And most of them, as you know, were with the New York Yankees. He was an 18-time All-Star, 10-time World Series champ as a player. Legend. Which is pretty impressive and had a career batting average of two, uh, .285. We don't usually talk about sports, but this guy was a class act, man. I mean, everybody loved this guy. Um, he served in the U.S. Navy during World War II. Not many dudes around left like that. Right. And uh, coached and managed the Mets and the Yankees. And uh, Yogi, remember Yogi Bear? came out in the late 50s I don't know that was the Flintstones (laughs) (laughs) Yogi Bear was clearly named after Yogi Berra and he got a a a lawsuit going he got some comp for defamation against Hanna-Barbera but the management claimed that the similarity was just a mere coincidence so (sighs) Berra withdrew the lawsuit but you know the defense was considered kind of implausible because let's be honest it was based on Yogi Berra she's fucking sued Hanna what what (laughs) up fucking crank <laughs> who sues Hanna Barbera wouldn't you just be like oh that's endearing yeah, oh name. thank you yeah, yeah. Give, how about giving him a hat fucking tip? sue the... isn't that picnic basket isn't that Yogi yeah 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 yeah, yeah Yogi Bear family so... guy when, when he kills him yeah he stabs yeah, him he stabs him and then the kid sees it and he, he, he ushers him down 
He goes, shh. It's almost, it's almost like euthanasia. Yeah. Like a pleasant. He, he euthanizes him. Yeah. If, if no one's seen that clip, go on YouTube, type in Peter kills Yogi, Yogi Bear. Bear or something. <laughs> it's great. So Bera died of natural causes in his sleep, which is a beautiful way to go. Um, he was 90, and he died the same day as his major league debut, 69 years ago this week. How wonderful. You know? Yogi Berra is like the janitor in the high school who had like the wisecracks. Hey, ain't over till it's over. Hey, when the fat lady sings, you know. Well, he had the, the they were called yogiisms. Yogiisms. Yeah, it ain't over till it's over. Which I thought Rocky always. I think he's did he sue Rocky for that too. Yeah, I came up with that one. <laughs> yeah, La Harvey he dubbed that one. Yeah, and and, the, and Rocky six or whatever it was, the latest one. He's like, it ain't over till it's over, and the guy's like, what is that from the eighties? And he goes, seventies, I think. Um, but basically, the It Ain't Over Till It's Over came from July 1973 when um, Barra was manager of the Mets and they trailed the, sh- the Chicago Cubs, the Cubbies, Cubbies, by nine and a half games in the National League East. The Mets rallied to win the division title on the final day of the season. A couple other quotes and yogiisms. You can observe a lot by watching. Okay. Right. That's like the uncle who like says shit to you. You're like, yeah, these are like public domain things. Like they've been around for so long, like, you know. Yeah. Observe you must, watch you must. <laughs> Not watching leads to fear, fear leads to loathing, loathing leads to Hunter S. Thompson, alcohol in field bitches. <laughs> yes. I like this one. Always go to other people's funerals, otherwise they won't go to yours. He's okay. gonna find that out, isn't he? Just some good Italian wit. He was inducted into the Italian American Hall of Fame in two thousand four. Wow. So we told Doc Sean we would give Yogi Berra a shout yeah. out. So rest in peace, Yogi Berra, uh, another legend, uh Who's uh, gone? Yeah, you know, I know the Red Sox have won like three World Series in the last uh, what eleven years, and you know we were con- we were conditioned through, uh, you know, Madison Avenue slick advertisers, Yankee way to hate the Yankees propaganda and to buy into the Red Sox Yankees New World Order battle, and and I gotta say the Yankees have had some really like cool people who played for them like Yogi Berra, Derek Jeter, Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle, Joe Bert- DiMaggio, Bernie Williams, yeah. Bernie Williams is like the nicest guy ever. Daryl Strawberry, did he play for the Yankees? Daryl Strawberry did play for the Yankees. I love a story like Daryl Strawberry. Oh, he's the greatest. I think I saw them kick down his crack den in the, the wire the other night. Oh, God. Yeah, that could have been someone who looked like him. You just started watching that, didn't you? Yeah, finally started watching Not The Wire really. Oswald. Do you ever watch that? Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. What, uh, your first season? Yeah, uh, oh, Santorio okay. lent me season one on DVD, and then Patty ordered it off eBay the other four seasons. Because he's been yapping at me for three... Dude, you got to watch The Wire. Dude, have you ever seen The Wire? So we've had this conversation probably half a dozen times. The, sex, the second season is kind of a... It's different, so you gotta, you have to like push through the second season. I'm trying to push through the first few episodes. It's really? Like, oh, God. Uh, there's a lot of characters. Like there's a lot, a lot of, of names characters. Keep track and, of. Um, but, uh, no, I'm really digging, though, um, uh, the main Irish detective. McNulty. McNulty. They're calling yeah. McSorley. Yeah. McNulty's great. He kind of looks like a. Uh, I don't know what he looks. Looks like an ape. What are you drinking? Kind of like a cute monkey or something. <laughs> he's definitely attractive, but he's got that really gruff, like Irish look. Like yeah, he's got those fucking, ears too. Yeah, his ears. Like yeah, yeah, I drank a fifth before I came in, but I'm gonna be fine. Leveled <laughs> me out. Here we go. Here we go. Oh God. So what's tonight? Tonight's sponsored by Bud Heavy for you. For me, see, we're going to officially close out summer. This might be my last Corona night. <sighs> I say that I'll probably have Eish. one day after tomorrow. But, uh, the weather was still nice enough to merit some Corona. We're hoping, you know, Furious 8 comes, even though Vin Diesel seems to be throwing a wrench in the production of it. So, 
That's true. Know. Well, hopefully we'll get it. So, what, dude, one more sport, sports story before we move on to his oh, hell yeah, to the papacy. Dude. Yarmir Yager. Oh, fuck yeah. The, le- the legend, dude. The Czech legend. Uh, Aaron, I don't know you probably... Do you know who Yarmir Yager is? He's 43 years old. He, I'm pretty sure now, currently, he's the oldest active player in the NHL. And uh, he's like, he's just a legend. If, if you're into hockey, he's been around. His rookie season was like 90, 91. He won the Stanley Cup with the Penguins. 93? Played with Mario Lemuno before that. This is like a new thing that like young girls are doing when they bang pro athletes. So, Yager uh, is 43, and the season's about to start pretty soon. But I think he was back in Czech Republic just conditioning and getting ready for the season. And some Czech, he hooked up with some Czech supermodel. And then the morning after, while he was still sleeping, she took a selfie of herself. Yeah, right, right, right. In, in the bed. Mm-hmm. When you can see Yager there sleeping like a baby, because you know he drained his balls all night, dude. He fucking, he, he beat her up, dude. He beat her up like he beats up defensemen on the ice. Just bitch slaps him. And she tried to extort him for 50,000 Czech crones. And that's like the equivalent of 2,093 U.S. dollars. <laughs> How old is this girl? 18. Okay, so there's like a 25-year age difference. Yeah, oh yeah, no, she could, she could be, he could be the father. And then even better, this girl has a, a girlfriend who's on the Czech junior team. A boyfriend? Who's 18. Or a boyfriend, yeah. And, and uh, Mike said that he should be honored now that he's Eskimo Brothers with a hockey god. Absolutely. I'd if be I honored. honored that Yarmir Yager slept with my girlfriend, I'd be psyched. I'd be like, can I get some box seats? <sighs> I guess, can I meet Mario Lemieux? <sighs> Cook me up, man. So this is just a great story. I mean, Yager basically just did not give a fuck that she tried to... Well, she threatened him, right? She yeah. said, oh, I'm going to extort you, you know? What did he say? He said, I don't care. Go ahead. I don't care. Go ahead. Yager, Yager, Yager don't give a fuck. He's like, yeah, I'm like number, I think, six or eight all time in the scoring list. I'm 43. I'm still going. I'm a warrior. 68 forever. I just hope that he was able to check her ID. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe they, hopefully he doesn't have to go get checked for gonorrhea for any of them Prague STDs. But anyway, <laughs> props to you, Yarmo Yager. I'm psyched to watch you this season. He signed a one-year contract with the Panthers. He's going to be back. He was on the Panthers last season, right? He finished, he got traded mid-season, <clears throat> or towards the end of the season from the Devils to the Panthers. And uh, they're actually, I think, going to have a pretty good team. And uh, he's going he's gonna to be out there, man. He'll still get plenty of ice time. Watch him score 20-plus goals. Probably get 30 assists, 30, yeah, 40 oh, assists. He'll, he'll throw down a 40, 50, 60-point season. I mean, we saw him last year. Ricky no, took the, us to the game. The guy's an ageless wonder. I was so psyched. I'm you know, not a huge sports guy, but I, you know, I played hockey when I was a kid a little bit. Not as much as Eric, and I skated. Um, so I grew up you know, watching hockey and playing a little ice, you know, pond hockey and street hockey. So, What did, Jared, what did Jared say about him, Mike? Yager, Yager, he's a fucking mercenary. He's a mercenary. He's been on what seven, eight teams in the last Pit, like Pittsburgh, uh, Washington Capitals, New York Rangers, Philly Flyers, Dallas Stars, Bruins, Bruins. Oh, I wish they kept him. New Jersey Devils, and now the Panthers. So he's been on eight NHL teams. Yeah, he's he's a mercenary. He won two Stanley Cups. He's gonna definitely shoe in for the Hall of Fame when he leaves the when he leaves the NHL. Blackwater's gonna hire him. <sighs> You know, <laughs> yeah, he could, he'd probably go fight in like a war. He he could, a badass dude. Yeah, he's. I hope he keeps. He said he wants to play in the Olympics when he's fifty, right? I'll watch him do it. I believe it. Iron Man, Yarmer Yager, we love you. So the next beer is dedicated to you, Yarmer Yager. You're the man. So the biggest talk of the town today, right now, this week is of course Pope Francis coming to the U.S. to uh, visit and just get everyone lick his feet and you know do the whole public display and how wonderful it turns out this whole deal is costing the taxpayers a lot of money 
How much? Probably to the tune of uh, fifteen to forty-eight million dollars for his visit. Really? I can think of a lot of other things we could do with that money. Yeah. Rather than give it to him, you know. Well, I was saying to Seapots uh, today. I was like, couldn't they? I want. I want to see Tom Cruise receive that treatment when he's out and about publicly espousing Scientology, Mike. Right. Or, or, or the head of the Church of Satan. They should get that protection. Or the, you know, Louis Farrakhan or whoever the Nation of Nation of Islam. I mean, yeah. the, you know, the point is, none of the religions should get that kind of treatment. Yeah, not a dime of our tax dollars. That kind of funding, you know. It's hideous. But, so this is from AOL News on the Pope's visit. So. He began his jaunt in Washington, D.C., and moves is going to move to New York City and then wrap up in Philadelphia. And uh, his East Coast tour is expected to bring in major cash for local economies. So it will cost millions of dollars, but it's going to net some money as well. Philadelphia officials predict it could be as much as $418 million for that region. But there will be a lot of costs, too. So that, that's crazy. $418 million. For this guy to come show up. I mean, who's well, he think he is? If like, no Bono? one fucking went, then it's our fault, dude. If no one went, then, you know, he'd just look like an asshole. He'd look like another guy <laughs> yeah. in a robe. Did you hear uh, Jim Gaffigan is opening up for him in Philly? How great is that? Wait, 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 that's he's true. Op- he's that's opening true for thing. the Pope, wait, wait, Mike. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's Jim a Gaffigan, tough act to Jim follow. Gaffigan is, he's like, bring me know, he's doing bring me mass through. in Philly or whatever. And so um, Jim Gaffigan is, is going on bef- before he does mass. And he's going to do a stand-up routine? Yeah. yeah. Be like, well, wow. he's, he's a squeaky clean guy. I'm but, the yeah. only one who talks softer than the yeah, Pope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His Highness. I wonder how much you get paid for that gig, though. That's why oh, he's doing That's a free. He's doing it for free. No, no. He gets some of that Vatican money. Yeah. Don't they print don't dude, they that have... money is even more out of thin air than the Federal Reserve money. I mean, yeah. dude, you're going on a on a on the belief. So, well, I, if, I guess it's the same thing. I just what if we recreated a religion on a Dr. Seuss book? Got a currency, got an army and got a big fucking like, you know, headquarters. Could we get nonprofit and and a, uh, you know, a system that raped children and cover it up and not yeah. be punished for it, LaHarvey. <clears throat> he hasn't done shit about the abuses. He still, at least acknowledged it and talked about oh, it. Oh, that's incredible. Which is not... <laughs> that's incredible. Hasn't gone after any... Dude, so, so many of those old dirty bastards are still out there. You know they are. They're the original ODBs. They really are. And so this is... we got friends and family in Washington, D.C., and they've said that this week they are able to work from home mm. and telecommute. I know at least at least Sick. three people because, because yeah. the fucking Pope showed up. Yeah, my buddy who's an atheist, he's like, thank God for the Pope, I can telecommute this week. <laughs> Our sister's working from home this yeah, week. Yeah, right, mean, right. She's giving zero fucks working from home. That's awesome. You know, yeah. so this, this, you know, there's some goodies. There's but some fringe benefits. There's also some issues. Road closures. Uh, public <laughs> transportation. <laughs> Were you doing a traffic update? Yeah. Here? <laughs> this is Ron Jeremy with the weather. <laughs> public transportation changes and parking restrictions could cost businesses big time, especially businesses that rely on deliveries. UPS, FedEx, and USPS have warned customers to expect delivery delays on the East Coast. So I ordered my fucking season three of, you know, Bones on Amazon, and it hasn't gotten here if yet. If the Pope was really progressive, he'd take an Uber around D.C. Yeah. <laughs> Forget that bubble thing, man. Yeah. The Pope's freaking driving around. Yeah. An Uber with a driver from Ethiopia, yeah. you know, be he like, could, yo, what's up, bro? He he could, could you take this bottle of water and bless it? <sighs> um... <laughs> So the Pope's spending three days in Washington, then going to New York and Philly. And this is his first visit to the United States. Um, Back in the U.S. So not only do the taxpayers and, you know, uh, businesses have to kind of shell out money security. Think about security for this. You know, that's a that's a big thing. According to the Washington Post, the federal government forks over $4.5 million a year to handle national special security events like this one. 
but it's unlikely that that amount will cover all costs associated with keeping the Pope and his admirers Why safe. Why isn't the Pope paying, just lop off one of them fucking gargoyles and sell it, you know, and you can pay for your exactly. whole trip. Oh my yeah, God. David Lynch would buy it or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the largest <What>? crowds. <laughs> We're going to put it in season three of Twin Peaks. We have the Pope's gargoyle. The log lady is going to carry around the Pope's gargoyle instead of that log. <laughs> That's a damn fine robe. The largest crowds are expected in Philadelphia. Some say that more than one million people will travel to see the Pope. I mean, think of the fossil fuels that are burning up just to see this guy. <laughs> City officials say the two-day visit will cost Philly more than $12 million alone. Jesus. That's a lot of cheesesteaks. Yeah. You know, do you think he's going to eat any cheesesteaks? I mean, what's he going to... What does the Pope eat? Ugh, it's probably boring, whatever than, it is. Than the tears the of children. <laughs> yeah, the souls of little kids. Just carries wafers. You're snacking on wafers the entire time. Yeah. Red wine, the blood of Christ. Yeah, ten thousand folding chairs, ten thousand feet of fencing, three thousand three hundred porta potties, and the manpower to put it all up and take it all down is not cheap. The city won't have to take on costs alone, though. Here's here's the catch: World Meeting of Families aims to foot the bill for that stop. Okay. Donations from individuals, you know, believers, yeah, businesses, and foundations have reached more than thirty million dollars, and will help ensure that the Pope's visit is covered. I mean, there's 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 tons of people out there who so much money. They uh they believe in this. So well, I mean it's got to be Catholics go- are there around the world a billion, something like that. Is it up to is it a billion? I think it's over a billion. So I mean they, how do you even measure that? Something to this, right? You know, I mean you go to your you go to you see your favorite musician perform, you know, you shell out. So Yeah, but your favorite musician doesn't have a crew that rapes you and then covers it up, you know, and doesn't have his own country to hide behind. Yeah, unless you're fucking uh, uh, Jimmy Page. (laughs) That's Bill Cosby. (laughs) Wait, what? what? Jimmy Page? Oh, yeah. He he totally kidnapped like a 14-year-old girl and, and held her at his estate for like years. What? So she was of age. <laughs> Fuck, are you talking to, about she was of age. Yeah, look it up, man. I, I, w- I, would, I would have everyone go out go and check that. out this story, okay? I'm That's not making fucked. this up. Just another reason why I don't like Led Zeppelin. It's not just that the, their music is overrated. When was this, like the stolen. 70s? Yeah, it was years ago. So supposedly back... So like shit like that in the 70s was normal. Totally okay. Okay, and it was British too. Exactly, so, so it was doubly yeah. okay. You know? But, um, yeah, the Pope, so... You know... I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not buying this charm offensive the Catholic Church is doing. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's a great Madison Ave propaganda campaign trying to gloss over decades of corruption, terrorism towards children. You should do like uh, you know, Fallon or something. I that, should. No, uh, no the, Pope. the Pope should. The Pope should do. Oh, yeah. You should too. I mean, well, yeah, don't fair. get me wrong. Yeah. Here's a fat kid from New Hampshire who does impressions. Yeah. I don't think we're quite there yet. Opening for the Pope. <laughs> We'll get there one day, Oswald. No, we, we will believe that it's legitimate and there's transparency when an atheist can open up for the Pope. Yeah. Mm. An open atheist. But he said really nice things about non-believers and about getting abortions and about getting divorced. So, like, I think he's cool. He's, even, like, progressive. Even though I could think of that on my own and not need some wrinkly old fucking ball sack, creepy fucking Sith Lord guy in a robe with kids underneath his desk to tell me, it's great, you know? Amen. <clears throat> fuck you, Pope. Fuck the church. Fuck the Catholic religion. Bunch of assholes. You don't need religion. Language. So, yeah, uh, three of the surviving Ghostbusters, speaking of uh, ghosts and superstition, superstition. Are, they're in the new one, right? They did. It's in the can. Principal photography has ended in the last week. Ernie Hudson filmed the final cameo. The all-female Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, of course they were going to be in it. Great. I mean, what, what, are, what does he play, like a fucking is homeless Slimer guy? Is Slimer in it? I mean, what, that's what I need to Does Ernie Hudson play a homeless guy in the street panhandling? Being like, I don't believe no ghosts. Be like, yo, Melissa McCarthy, can I get one of them proton packs? Yeah, holla at you, boy. I don't know. I think the, uh, you know, supposedly the rumor, spoiler alert, uh, Dan Aykroyd's playing a cab driver. Bill Murray's playing some kind of debunker, like the guy from the first movie. What was his name? The guy who showed up, shut it down. Spangler? No, the guy, the guy who showed up with the EPA oh, to shut down the. Uh, I forget what his to name shut was. down the, the the place there. And then um, I don't, I'm not sure what uh, they're gonna have for Ernie Hudson or Zedmore, but hmm. that's cool. I mean, that's that that alone is gonna make me more excited. That's more, the only reason I'm gonna go see it. More inclined to go see it next summer. I'm not hold. I'm not. I don't. I think it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, this is a, like a. Big part of our childhood, Harvey. Like this is an epidemic. Great movies from our childhood being remade and just fucking ruined, ruined. Yeah, like the destroyed National Lampoon's Vacation movie with. Uh, you know what does look really sick though is the new Jungle Book. Have you seen a trailer for that? I haven't. Who's Dude, in that? Dude, looks bad. What do they got in that? I, I don't know. They're all. They're all. Uh, Bill Murray does uh, Baloo. Uh, ben Kingsley, I think, is uh, like Bagheera. Um, I don't know. The trailer is fucking awesome. Who plays the uh, mobile, the rope Mike is swinging in the jungle? Actually, Nicolas Cage. I'm, I'm playing the rope in the Jungle Book reboot. It's going to be pretty good. Nicholas. I studied a lot of different times of rope and, and uh, you know, different sassafras. And <laughs> it's going to be interesting because various, uh, various roots and rope and how they've been treated over the years. So in the Jungle Book reboot, I will be playing the rope. That's excellent. Yeah, that's cool. Wow. This is awesome because I love to hear about uh, people who are rewarded for the stupidity selfies have killed more people than sharks in 2015 perfect think about that aaron and there was that whole fucking sharks dude they did it again this summer with the shark scare bullshit god they do it every summer i feel like every other summer they do it they bring up the whole sharks and they fucking shark porn the local news that's all you know don't go to hampton beach there was a shark spotted there you get a better shot of fucking running into bin laden yeah you know than getting eaten by a shark i mean even peter benchley the author of jaws the book that came out there in the in the mid-70s before the movie said you know later on in life if i knew then what i know now about sharks i never would have written that damn book yeah yeah, as he was sitting on piles of cash. Oh, just a huge Steven piles Spielberg of, residual piles of Amity cash. Universal Studio Chegg. <laughs> but uh, that's phenomenal, though, dude. So yeah, bring us home on that. So they said selfies have killed more people than sharks this year. Reports show. I'm willing to believe that. I mean, you know, look into this, folks. Do your own research. Don't just listen to us on this. Prisonplanet.com. Mako sharks are very homicidal. They've actually shown that mako sharks eat juice boxes, and the juice boxes turn them homicidal from the pollutants. Anyways. <laughs> Humans are still the world's deadliest predator. According to media reports, at least 12 people have been killed in selfie-related incidents so far (laughs) in 2015, and many more injured. Stupid motherfuckers. Phenomenal. Well, only eight have died as a result of shock attacks. Right. Okay? Uh, In fact, the selfie craze has proven so dangerous that officials in Australia had to fence off a 16-story high rock that looks like a wedding cake. Because people wouldn't stop taking photos on it, despite fears that it could collapse at any minute. Wow. I mean, you get... You yeah, get, but the dumbasses who will climb up, those are the ones you just want to get rid of. You're like, doing the world a favor. Exactly. Russia has also experienced its share of accidents with the selfies. Um, so many, in fact, that the incidents have caused the Russian government to launch a campaign to warn people about the dangers of selfies. I want to take selfie in the pool of isotope at Chernobyl. <laughs> you know, from, from the fucking Russian Ministry of the Interior. Like, they're <laughs> making the a day on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you will not take selfie with vodka. <laughs> it's a dangerous selfie. So what is it that makes selfie takers so likely to put themselves in danger? Research published Likes. by... What is it? Likes. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> retweets. Could, could get some girls to like this. Could get some retweets. Research published by Ohio State University last year found that men who post a lot of selfies score higher in traits of narcissism and psychopathy in online tests. No way. While all the participants were still in the healthy range, this suggests that they may be more inclined to focus on personal gain in situations rather than potential danger. So, likes. Yeah. People thinking it's cool. Wow. You know? So, it's not a new science, um, but it's important and timely to remember uh, that sharks aren't the murderous beast that the Discovery Channel, uh, you know, in Shark Week, shark oh God, porn, shark week. all that shark porn. Like, what's next? Like, we have the first transgendered shark. Like, that, that's what they're going to have to do next year because all this shit, they, they make it up. They pull it out of thin air. Right. So how do the shark attack numbers stack up? According to the global shark attack file, there have been 74 unprovoked attacks this year, but only eight incidents have resulted in death. Wow. So there you go. That's phenomenal. Yeah, selfie epidemic. I think it might overtake uh, obesity and texting <laughs> while driving pretty soon. I don't know. That's that's still those numbers are pretty high up there. That's fucking excellent. Um, I I wish there was uh, you know smartphones or iPhones and selfies back when David Cameron was doing his initiation. Oh man, uh, to, Mike, bring us home on this. I don't know much about this. I heard a little bit about man, it. Man, this this has been all the rage this week. The media in England wouldn't touch it for a day. But I had to acknowledge this new thing, the Piggate scandal in the United Kingdom, concerns one of the allegations made by Lord Ashcroft, who's a former colleague of Cameron. Uh, he wrote an unauthorized biography of, Dave, of the British Prime Minister David Cameron called Call Me Dave. So, prior to the release of the book, it came to light that the book contains details on David Cameron's alleged use of drugs during his university days. Hell yeah. As well as an assertion that there is photographic evidence of an alleged incident in which David Cameron, as part of an initiation ceremony to the Piers Gaveston Society, put a private part of his anatomy into a dead pig's mouth. His dick. Uh, Why are they even... They're British. You know? Private they're proper. part. They're proper. Now, it's funny because this is... Did, did you tell me about that show? Uh, Black Mirror, Black yeah. Mirror, yeah, right? Everyone's Didn't... talking. Everyone's like, yeah, relating it to that show, yeah. A couple years Phenomenal ago. Phenomenal show. What happened in that episode, Oswald? What was the crux of that? Um, fuck, it was so long ago and I watched it. I, it was basically like... Um, they kidnapped a member of the party or the prime yeah, minister's daughter? Yeah, and like it kind of... And like, yeah, it was... So the kidnapper like um, kind of put it out on social media that you know um you know you have to he wanted the the prime minister to have sex with a pig on on live tv in order to let this person go and then it kind of like takes off on social media and everyone it trends it's, it's a very yeah it's a very like kind of uh, satire on social media and all that shit so did he do it you'll have to watch the uh... show so, uh, you know, basically, though, no evidence has been produced that Cameron took part in this initiation or was ever associated with the society. But there's so, photographic evidence. They say. It's uh. alleged. So Lord Ashcroft has long been a supporter of UK's Conservative Party, its biggest donor having donated around £10 million before dropping his support for the party in 2013 due to conflicts with David Cameron. So... Some commentators have interpreted these allegations as Ashcroft's revenge and reignition of the feud. So when's this book come out? 
It's out this week. Oh, convenient. Right, I know. <laughs> uh, they're going to set a load of pounds. It's going to be a load of rubbish. The term Piggate came to be used as a hashtag on Twitter immediately after the Daily Mail posted an article about the allegations. The name was quickly accepted by the media reporting on it. So, you know what? I think it's true. You know, me personally? Yeah. I, I think mean, it's true. I mean... But it's, you know, it. that's... These British guys, you know, they... Uh, I, I was know. a perfect gentleman to that pig. <laughs> I didn't even turn him into bacon. I'm actually a vegan. A lot I bet less... Morrissey loves this story. Now that I, because I, I heard this all week, I was kind of, you know, I, I would see the headline here and there. And uh, now that, like, you kind of, you know, um, summarized it for me, it's a lot less creepy than <clears> I, I, ima- I thought it would be. Standard like, stuff. Yeah, actually. if you're just drunk and it's like a college initiate, like, I can totally see you can that. You see it happening, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Would you do it, Aaron? No. Oh, okay. Oh, it was almost like he was kind of heading towards that. Oh, yeah. and in college, we all put our wee-wee in things that... Yeah, I mean, I, you know... <laughs> ah, you never mind. After being, <laughs> after being asked about the allegations, the Prime Minister's spokesperson refused to comment. Yeah, I was going to say, has anyone hit him up, Mike, for comment? Yeah, I mean, they're starting to get on it now. It's going to sell papers, so well, we, we can I mean, wait after the of... break, or we can get into this now, but you've got yeah. British, British boys' societies. We've we got to touch on that. So we'll touch on British boys' societies, your shout-outs, and more after the break. Don't go anywhere. More Jackman Radio coming your way. Are you bored with Nan's best friend? Sorry, Fido, we're gonna have to drown you. (laughs) Why not try Man's first cousin? At PetsOvernight.com, we've got every primate in stock, from spider monkeys to gorillas. You'll love your new best friend. Mommy, Jim Jim bit me. Oh yeah, then you just buy them back then, okay, honey? PetsOvernight.com, delivering little bundles of love in a box directly to your door. Hi. This is George W. Bush, and you are listening to Eric Radio. Eric, oh shit, Eric Jack. Uh, That's Jack Radio, Mr. President. You're listening to Mike Jackman. King of Beers, brewed by our original all-natural process using the choicest hops, rice, and best barley malt. Oh, God. Oh, fuck yeah. As promised, we're going to talk about a British boy society, okay? Well, we're all talking about scandals and fucking, you know, animal farm. Fucking fucking prime ministers fucking pig's mouths. Yeah. Fantastic, dude. Bill Clinton already did that, though. I mean, this is like old news. Ron Jeremy, huh? <laughs> no one does sleaze quite like the Polish English male. 
A new one, Authorized Biography, which we mentioned earlier, alleges, which we mentioned earlier, um, this may sound unconscionable, unconscionably scandalous to Americans who tend to think of English gentlemen as charming Hugh Grant types with floppy hair and crooked smiles. Wait, Hugh Grant? Didn't he get caught fucking getting a Hummer from a prostitute in uh, California? Uh, this is just ter- terribly awkward. Uh, this is just like, this is just like so awkward. Terribly awkward. Oh, that's fantastic. Notting Hill, Bobbing Hill. You know? Bobbing Hill. <laughs> Let me assure you, Brits know that upper class males behind the pleasant facade are often debauched baboons. And so we're rolling our eyes at our genteel Prime Minister, Cameron, Piggate, as Cameron's alleged episode of porcine intimacy is being called on Twatter, is exactly what we have come to accept from privileged males who attend top private high schools and then go on to Oxford or Cambridge. Elite clubs such as the Pierce Gavestone Society, which Cameron belonged to when he supposedly violated a dead farm animal, are just part of the package for posh boys. Famously, Oxford had a club called Bullingdon Club. Now, they boast initiation rituals and traditions that would make members of even the most notorious U.S. frat house wince. It's an extension of British boarding school culture, um, where younger pupils are made to act as servants for older boys. I mean, just like, that's, it's like, you want to know where Monty Python came from? Hmm. Plus the perceived need, uh, by the perceived need by the elite to create secretive CD bonds between the young gentlemen who will go on to join the older boys network that still dominates so many of Britain's political and financial institutions. According to Cameron's Oxford contemporary, James Dellingpole, that's a, that's British. That's a funny name. The society, which was formed in 1977, had parties at grand country mansions fueled by champagne, caviar, and illegal drugs. That sounds great! Yeah, what's wrong with that? The annual summer ball, insiders say, is basically a very well-organized orgy, where the society's all-male members, 12 good-looking former public school boys, wear drag and have sex with Oxford's prettiest girls. Really? Why do they have to wear drag to do yeah, that? Just ruin it by with that well, shit. It's like the Family Guy summed it up. The British porn. Oh, we should have sex. Let's not. The two hundred year old <laughs> Bullingdon Club, <laughs> meanwhile, has a reputation for boisterous, flashy behavior, including trashing restaurants, then paying for the damage in full. In two thousand ten, members allegedly ripped up bathroom plumbing at a fancy country house hotel. Well, more recently, Britain's Daily Mirror claimed that the new member initiation ceremony involved setting fire to a $50 note, 50 pound, $80 US, in front of a homeless person. Oh, that's fucking sadistic. That's twisted. That is really twisted. That's twisted. That's some Wall Street shit. Former alumni of the club include not only David Cameron, but also his chancellor, George Osborne, and London Mayor Boris Johnson. So, you know, that's like their American equivalent of, like, the Bohemian Grove, or... Yeah. Actually, the Bohemian Grove is more gentlemanly, I Maybe think. Maybe it's more civilized than this I, shit. I think so. I want to believe it is, Mike. You know, another club made headlines in 2013 when it hosted a fox hunt event. Male members wore red coats while the they invited women, mostly first-year students, dressed as sexy foxes, and <laughs> tried to avoid being bawled by the men. Shouldn't laugh, but... Man, what's all this dressing up yeah, shit? Yeah, what's the... Pretty... Just fuck each other. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, whatever whatever happened to a guy and a girl, yeah. a penis and a vagina, an insertion. Uh, but we, we must we must include a lot of ceremony, some guns. We gotta dress in drag. Some nice things. Buckingham. 
And I know. want to get as many blowjobs from boys as I do from girls. So that's about all I want to spend on this. But, you know, this this is going on over there, okay? Yeah. Elite institutions all over the world have shit like this. Uh, there was a journalist who infiltrated a club on Wall Street that had some interesting stuff. And we can touch on that in another episode. I don't have that information in front of me. But uh, he basically said that they, they do plays. They dress in drag. They make fun of the, the paupers in this country <sighs> and how much money they have and how good they are at not only screwing each other, but screwing the other 99% of the country. Oh, absolutely. I think it's way creepier to dress in drag as a group than it would be like in your own house, just yeah, walking around in a dress. We're all saying like, this is a good idea, Aaron, and we're going to do this. Yeah, I want mm. other people to see this so they can potentially write a tell-all book about it down the road that I have mm. to deny. Yeah, when I become prime minister. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with those people? <laughs> Pig fucking psychopath. <laughs> What's wrong with those people, man? We, we did some shit when we were younger, but I, I never did anything. Yeah, just Nothing kiss, even man. close to that. Get a dude. fleshlight or something if you're going to do, if you're gonna yeah, do shit like yeah, that. Yeah, get a fleshlight with Rosie O'Donnell's face on it, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's mainstream compared to that shit those Brits are doing over there. So Trump's like, I'm selling them. I got fleshlights with Rosie's face on them. They are made in China, but they work. They and work the mouth, once. The mouth is huge. They work once. Because let's be honest, I'm huge down there, and the mouth is huge. So my friends over in England, the Jolly Roger, we love you, we salute you. We just wonder about the salacious activity going on at the equivalent of your Bohemian Grove. Oh, it's phenomenal. Google it. Phenomenal. Humans are weird. So I wanted to... Um, this is a great... This is from Breitbart, actually. May he rest in peace. Yeah. His news organization. Yeah, Breitbart. Yeah, named after him. Obama. And this is Breitbart saying nice things about President Obama. This is this is a first, maybe. Obama criticizes coddled progressives in campus call-out culture. President Obama criticized progressive campus culture during a speech Monday, saying he's not a fan of the safe space call-out culture being fashioned by his own base. Obama offered his unsolicited opinion of the news culture of this new culture being developed on campus. I've heard some college campuses where they don't want to have a guest speaker who's too conservative, or they don't want to read a book if it has language that is offensive to African Americans, or somehow sends a demeaning signal towards women. And, you know, I got to tell you, I don't agree with that either. And Obama labeled this a form of coddling, saying, I don't agree that when you become students at college, you have to be coddled and protected from different points of view. They brought a round of applause. I think you should be able to. You should invite anybody who comes to speak to you and who disagrees with you. You should have an argument with them, Obama encouraged the crowd. He added, but you shouldn't silence them by saying you can't come because I'm too sensitive to hear what you have to say. That's not the way we learn. This is great. Props, man. I, I agree. This is phenomenal. That's like when, when Harvard had George Wallace speak back in the day. Oh, yeah. He's like, there's, there's two, two four-letter words that you never heard of. Soap and work. I mean, Fantastic. Come on, tell commies at Harvard. And I guess um, what Obama. I mean, we, you know, I haven't. We've been out of college for six years. Six years. And this is a rebuke to the so-called call-out culture, which has been gaining traction on campuses over the last three to four years. As Obama suggested, call-out culture encourages students to see opposing points of view as potential threats to their well-being. So, for instance, some groups have led campaigns to disinvite or shut down conservative guest speakers on campus. In lieu of that, students have set up safe spaces for those who are overwhelmed by being confronted with thoughts or ideas they find problematic or hurtful. 
Yeah, but they'll have fucking Lil John come for fucking spring fling and fucking act a fool. You know? Exactly, exactly. Oswald. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They'll have him. Oh, that's I so, think. That's I think. Perfect. I think. I think people are much more. I mean, I, I think it's basically like liberals that are are more touchy about this stuff. Mm. Oh, they're so fucking whiny. I'm so sick of the fucking left. Fucking, you know, p- what are they called? The uh, PC police. PC police. I'm yeah. sick of that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick of it. I, a okay? lot of these people. I bet if you like had a one-on-one conversation, like if you got them alone, they'd be a lot more reasonable. And oh, like, well, this is but, Yeah, and so like it's yeah. that group mentality. It's I'm like, offended. It's like if you if you've ever been to like a comedy show and uh, like. A comedian starts picking on like a black guy in the front row or like a handicapped guy in the front row. Like you can see, like people like look around. Like, is it okay to laugh at this? Right, like, right. I'm not sure. Exactly. Oh, if he's laughing, it means I can laugh. Uh, it's okay it, for yeah, me to yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah just, but they'd laugh at home if it was a movie. At yeah. home, they would say worse than the comedian. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so true, Aaron. And uh, yeah, what the fuck's going on? College is supposed to be an incubator of free thought, hmm. somewhere where you can have your own opinions. But also be challenged by someone who has a different opinion. Well, people don't know how you know. There's you can't. Uh, it, it escalates to to just argue. Disagreeing Name means calling. arguing now. Like if you okay, disagree right. with someone, you're in an argument, yeah, which is personal. like doesn't. And which you is can't, and you can't like that person. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. You can't be friends with that person. Right. You know. Yeah, that's what you were trying to uh, bestow onto those students last night at Franklin Pierce. Yeah. You know to. Not be afraid to believe what you believe. Stand up for Fuck it. Yeah, dude. Don't, you know, have have a fucking like robust have some debate. Balls. Go back and forth and get a beer afterwards. As Thomas Jefferson said, dissension's the highest form of patriotism. Exactly. And um, call out culture has become a major topic of conversation and controversy in 2015. Earlier this year, several university professors wrote pieces describing an environment in which professors now live in fear of offending one of their progressive students and losing their jobs over it. Oh yeah. Dude, what the? Where the fuck is academia going? I don't care if it's a liberal perspective or a conservative perspective. You should be able to say what you want from a different point of view or how you feel about something without fear of reprisal. Then be challenged and then have a healthy discussion about it. Liberals and Democrats are fucking fascists. They are. They, God, they're fine with free speech as long as they agree with it. Right. You know. God. It's I, I hate to use labels, but. You know, I, I we had an incident with the band last week where we had this this nasty person who's been abusing us for for uh, almost five years. Uh, this is a person who accosted me at a restaurant one time when I was having a private dinner with two close friends and called me fat. And I never said anything about it. You know, I have a pretty thick skin, no pun intended. But I finally had enough. I had enough of their bullshit. So I put a post on Facebook, basically calling out this person as a bully. And I used some colorful language. And uh, I think I had the support of the people, but there's a few people, you know, who had the PC police chime in. You know what? If it offends you, fucking don't look at it. Don't look at my shit. You know? It's it's just, I don't know, man. We, we have to, like, coddle everybody, and we can't offend anyone. If someone's a rude person, they should be called out for it and held accountable, and that's that. It's almost like, also, we're not, if someone's rude, we have to be polite back mm. to them. And the older I get, the less and less I'm inclined to do that. Well, yeah, I also, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't like, I hate giving people what they want to. Like, someone like that is, is like, they're, they want to get into a confrontation. Like, if oh, they're being totally rude looking, and confrontational. She always does. That's what she, so, like, it's like, 
you know, I'm, 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 I go the other way where I just, I shrink into myself and I just kind of, you know, I, I don't, I don't need to, because I, I, I just hate giving them that fucking, because that's all they just, they just want to hear themselves talk, you know? Yeah, they, they, they're looking for confrontation and they, they want it, they want the attention, but I just had enough of her abuse, you know, she's been abusing my band for several years uh, telling us our song select, our song selection sucks. Um, we're too loud. Like seriously, she came up at one show, mid song, while we're performing, and yelled at my guitarist and singer and said, "You guys are too loud. Turn, you know, turn down." And she's, she's she's the only person at this last show. She was plugging her ears noticeably and making this this awful ugly face. Well, you know, every, you know, making sure she got attention. And she's like, you need to turn down. And we played Blitzkrieg Bach by the Ramones and turned oh, up. God. And it vanquished her and she And left. she's German, so she's inherently fascist. Exactly. Well, That's go around. Like, uh, that is bizarre. Okay, you're coming, to a, rock her, and, you're coming she... to a rock and roll show. You know what we're doing. No shit. And you're going to tell us to turn down. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the, the, you know, and, and she, you know. God, that's fucking bizarre. I mean, yeah. it'd be one thing if everyone in the fucking place had their had their ears fucking covered, oh, yeah. but like I doubt people, that was the case. Scores of people didn't pay to yeah. fucking come and see. Well, the we band. surveyed the whole place, and she was the only person who. Of had Of course, anything. she was, and yeah. she thinks the fucking you know the, oh, the world revolves around. Yeah, she it. sucks. You suck. You suck. You suck, and fuck you. Yeah. What's <laughs> so her name? We should fucking call her. That's out. my bully pulpit. So yeah, fucking Ruda. Yeah, rude Ruda. Ruda? Ruda. Her okay. name is Ruda. She's a German fucking Nazi bitch. That's what she is. Yeah, and fuck she you. Sucks. You know she's rude to everybody. Yeah, she is, and someone should call her on. Yeah, she I sucks. don't care. I don't, you know, you suck. Like, oh, she's older, so she gets. No, she doesn't get yeah. a pass. Yeah. I have a fucking eighty-nine-year-old grandmother who's one of the most polite and gracious Sweet. and sweetest people you could ever imagine. Who says that she hates old people? Doesn't use the fact that she's almost ninety as an excuse as to be a, rude. Yeah. to be rude to other human beings. Right. She, so, Mike, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't belong among civilized people. No, she doesn't belong among civilized people. She's not allowed at my shows anymore. If, if I show up somewhere to a venue and she's there, I refuse to play until she leaves. And Mike posted the ultimate takedown of this, of this fucking vile individual toxic fucking... Oh, on Facebook? Oh, yeah. Great. Uh, did. Did I did. You know? No, I didn't see I did. It. I use it as a bully pulpit. Greatest, I usually, greatest I usually post nice things. Written. Greatest takedown ever written. Uh. I, don't like, I don't like to fucking call people names and do all that stuff. I usually rise above it, but... I, I, you know, there's only so Is much. She on ab- Facebook? Did you look? I don't. I know. I don't think so. Oh. I don't know. There's only so we much. Ab- bully her. She'll hear about it. She lives <laughs> up the road. Mike, Mike, we should bully her. She <laughs> actually lives up the road. But there's only so much abuse you can take from someone yeah. until you got to fucking say something and you're going to explode like that. She probably so, needs a good deep dicking. So I. <laughs> I would probably set her straight. Like, like, not just a dicking, but what kind of dicking? A deep dicking. Like deep dish? We'll call up Ron Jeremy to show up at her house. Oh, my God. Hello, we're filming a German scene. Calling call a favor. I brought my winner essential. Oh, my God. Jeremy, Jeremy's dressed as like a uh, Auschwitz prisoner. He's like, oh, yeah, my the, God. Right, it's a whole... Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's there to extract revenge for the Jews. That'd <laughs> be fucking great. Anyways, I don't want to spend too much time on her. And, I, you know, we don't want to... I'm not like a vindictive person, and I don't hold grudges. But you know what, lady? You suck. Yeah, b- bottom line is, in, in the point that... We I tried wanted, to be civilized. The point that I wanted to bring this up is, you know, g- seek out people you don't agree with. Seek out people who have a different point of view. And just get comfortable. Be polite and respectful. Yeah. It is comfortable. It is comfortable, you know, um, talk. Because, you know, we surround ourselves with friends and family and like-minded people. Oh, so yes, like, men. Yeah, so like, yes, men. So, you know, it is, it is, and it should be slightly uncomfortable to, you know, talk to someone about something you disagree with them about but you know 
yeah, but the but you you can get better at it. Like you know, like that's why they have debate classes and shit like that because you can and you guys are good at doing that. Like you you can argue um, passionately. You know, you know the other side. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I always try to. Yeah, you always try to do. And you know the thing is, it's no secret we're not a big fan of the Bush administration or the Bush family. Um, but we are. I do consider myself buddies with Andy Card. I think he's a great guy. We we had him on, you know, earlier this year, and he was the um, chief of staff for George W. Bush. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, he knows we're not necessarily the biggest Bush fans. When I met Jeb Bush up in Keene, I asked him that tough question. I wasn't rude. I was polite. Yeah. I thanked him, and uh, I think that's how you should be. Well, I another mean, reason I brought this up too, Mike, is is because how much is I I just really enjoy and really like Lindsey Graham. I think Lindsey Graham is he's great. What's the percentage of how much you agree with him? I mean, well, let me read my uh, my Facebook status about this. So I shared the story about coddled progressives on campus, and I wrote, "Oh my God, you like totally offended me." And then I wrote, "Get a box of tissues, dry your eyes, and put on your big boy pants." Since I've been able to consider other points of view and trains of thought, I found myself becoming very fond of Lindsey Graham in this election cycle. I won't be voting for him. I don't agree with his views on foreign policy, social issues, and overt warmongering. But I think he's great. He's great, Aaron. I used to be one of those people who would get outraged when someone from another train of thought would espouse their views. That was because I was arrogant, younger, and conditioned to be overly sensitive. Now that I can take most things with, a gi with giant grains, I can find the beauty, humor, in art and giving my full attention to others that I don't agree with. Just because our lifestyles don't match up doesn't mean we can't be friends and create art together. There you go. You know what I mean? We should we should embrace those that we don't agree with. And I'm an outspoken, you know, fat, jackass, atheist, libertarian, independent kind of dude. I have plenty of friends and family who are religious, who are conservative, uh, you know, who are liberal Democrats or whatever. We don't agree on a lot, but... I love them. I love those people, and I always will. So, don't get don't get uh, you know, don't go over the edge with this shit. It's okay. It's okay to disagree, and publicly too. Everyone is just so scared to. I don't, I don't want to offend. You know, we have freedom of speech in this country. Let's fucking use it. Yeah, there's a reason that we have the First Amendment. I mean, eventually we're going to have Matt St. John, a.k.a. St. Jimmy, oh, so. on the program with us. I hope we're going to so. keep the faith. And we're going to love each other afterwards. It might get heated. It might get impassioned. But show some passion. Show a little life. You know, show, show a fucking pulse. Be angry about something. Be impassioned about something. Yeah. You know, people, people will respect you more rather than just being safe and staying at home and not having a strong opinion about something. That's, that's my take anyways. And if you don't like it, you know, you can fucking, as Mike Tyson said, change your station. Ben Carson's been catching a lot of flack this week, huh? About oh, what, what he was saying. Jesus Christ! They asked him. I think it was one of the Sunday talk shows. Asked him if he uh, if he thought there should be a Muslim president, and he's like, "No." <laughs> he just he basically just like I don't think Sharia law has a place. A couple things about what Carson said. Um, it, my view is if if you want religion to be in the political dialogue in any way, shape, or form. Then you have Islam. to include every religion. Right. And that includes Islam. Okay? I don't want a radical fucking born-again Christian in there like Mike Huckabee. Ugh. Okay? But we do. We have a member of Congress, uh, Keith Ellison, who's a Democrat, I think, from Minnesota, mm -hmm. um, who adheres to Islam and I think was sworn in on the Quran, a very old one that was once owned by Thomas Jefferson, I think. And he's a great guy. 
He's been in there for years, okay? He's not a fucking Al-Qaeda sleeper cell. Um, and we have, <laughs> oh, we have one atheist in Congress, as far as I know. One open atheist. I think we have a lot more, but they're too afraid to be open about it. So... Have we ever had an atheist president? Yeah, I think so. Well, not openly, Aaron. But, I mean, you know, presidents are smart dudes. And I think, yeah. I think, we've, I think we've had a lot of closeted right. atheists. I think Obama included... Well, my point Obama's, Obama's an atheist. My he point is be. like, okay, so it's okay to say you're like a Christian president, but you can't say I'm an Islamic president. You know, well, right. in my opinion, what's the difference? In my in my opinion, yeah, any religion has both sex like killing people. A lot of similarities, a lot of war, death, and destruction has sprung up about religions over the years. So. Why should any religion be inter intertwined with politics and get a pass? It's not yeah, it's a trick question almost. Well, it was exactly. a trick question. And, and Carson, it's a trap. Admiral Akbar. They're not going to let Admiral Akbar be president. <laughs> and Carson kind of fell into it. But I, he gave an answer that was honest, which I appreciate. He gave an honest answer. Yeah, that's true. And I think a lot of the country actually feel that way, that they would not be yeah. comfortable yeah. Well, also, having, a, having a Muslim a lot, president. A lot of the country like think Obama is a Muslim yeah. still. That shit, that well, meat. They, they had that that little bomb making fucking shit into the the oh White House there God. this uh, this week. Didn't that happen? Oh, Obama uh, had. I'm ha standing with Ahmed. Had him over. From Florida. You did, know did damn well. Him? You know damn well they checked that fucking clock before he brought it in the White House. Oh, did they bring the clock to the White yeah, House? Yeah, he brought it. Mike, they had it. Was it Eastern time or? Yeah, they had know. bomb sniffing dogs on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. Dude, you know, our media doesn't do any favors for this shit. You know, well, they don't ask good questions. Like, you yeah, know, what kind of fucking question is that? Yeah, people. Why would a Muslim ever even be elected president? <laughs> you know, not, is, is not some for dude, a long is time. Is some dude gonna show up and run on a like a big pro Muslim? Yeah, like, on, the, on the Sharia law ticket. Well, not. That's that's a fucking yeah. That's, that's the same. Question. That's the same tired shit Herman Cain was saying. That's that a diversion. Sharia. Yeah. There's a billion Muslims on planet Earth. Are they all fucking terrorists? Some of those questions yeah. they asked in the debate too were fucking like oh. your Secret Service name. Like, oh. what was it? Forty percent were aimed, were like geared Who? towards Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this. Yeah, that questionnaire. Or just was there were just fucking dumb stupid. questions. Like, why? Why are you wasting time? Like, oh, I know. Ugh. They gave the stupidest answers. Oh, they're too. all douchey as. Oh, yeah. they're so uncomfortable. I just would have been like, my Secret Service. Justice agent. never sleeps. <laughs> yeah, Who was that? Grand Paul. Oh God, it's fucking dickhead. so what was Trump's embarrassing. Humbled? Humble. Yeah, his was the best one. Yeah. He, he nailed it. Humble. Humble. <laughs> he was trolling everyone and himself. Mine's would have been Big Balls. <laughs> yeah. Big Balls is entering the West Wing. <laughs> Get the beer ready and the steaks. Oh, fuck yeah. But, you know... It's I, a joke, Aaron. I think tonight's episode, the theme is just, you know, we're tired of the PC police. We're tired of all the the uh, the, the feigned indignation... Feigned and, outrage. And the pseudo-outrage that exists. Okay, people, you have true feelings about stuff... Don't be afraid to get it out there. If it's a solid point, you can argue it and it will stand up to scrutiny. Right. You know? Don't be afraid of what people and think. At, le at least have the sack to say how you feel. Yeah, exactly. So many people spend their whole lives there and they don't ever say how they actually feel. Well, now you got to get clicks. It's all about those clicks and those Click likes bait. and yeah. yeah. Well, sure. True. Who doesn't who doesn't like that, right? And There's by the way, folks, if you like what you're hearing right now, Go right on Facebook, which is the creation of the CIA. We have the documents. Absolutely. Go on, pull up Jackman Radio. Give us a big old like. Exactly. Wow. Phenomenal. And uh, another GOP candidate bites the dust. Scott Walker out of the race. Yeah. I guess Sick. the Jackman Radio union endorsement couldn't save him. It didn't do anything for him, Mike. 
you know, a couple months ago, he was being heralded as the uh, the great white hope man. He was very ahead in the polls. He had a lot of uh, pack, un- pack money coming in. Union buster. He was a big union buster. Walking the streets for the Koch brothers. He was, yeah. But you know, he's going to be fine. Okay, I'm just excited because this opens up a niche for Lindsey Graham. Oh to, uh, fuck yeah! Get him fr- in the main debates. We got we got we got three basketball teams now. <laughs> we got 15 players in there. So that's going. We going. I'm going to go from the happy hour debate to the big stage with Harley. I don't know what it is, Mike. I love him. He's great. I think he's phenomenal. He's very magnetic. We spent time with him. We did the Lindsey Graham cracker video with him. Um, he's very. He's just. He's funny. He's very down to earth. And and by the way, I grew up in the back of a pool hall bar down South Kakalaki. He did. It's a good time. He'd be one of the only presidents to have his sister as like the first lady, which would be cool. Yeah, he's like 60, Aaron. He's never been married, has no kids, no family, none of that. Really? There's always been Uh-oh. rumors. There's always been rumors. He's probably fucking pigs. <sighs> exactly. Or something. I don't know. Uh, how great would that be if you if you <laughs> right? He was like a, he was an exchange student that semester over there with Cameron. He's yeah. like we're doing a Johnsonville commercial. Yeah, I was over there with Dave Cameron. I was like it's the best semester I ever did in college. You know, we went over to Great Britain. It was phenomenal. He did the oral thing. I came in from the rear. <laughs> I had the military strategy, so I came in from the rear. We flanked that pig from the rear. Fuck <laughs> Napoleon from Animal Farm didn't stand a chance. Oh shit. That's the best. That is phenomenal, dude. You can't make this stuff up, folks. So we hope that you've enjoyed tonight's show. We need before, to, before we leave. We're going to talk about Splinter in New York City. Their sewer rat. Who wanted to talk about that? Matt, the pizza. Matthew Coke had uh, wanted us to talk about it. The, uh, the fucking rat with a giant piece of pizza. Yeah. yeah. How how awesome is that? that did somebody put the rat up to it? I mean, how, how did that like? <laughs> okay, did they set that up or what? <laughs> they say when you're in New York, you're like, you know five feet away from a rat at any given moment they're yeah. just fucking everywhere that's you know? true and that's yeah and they're trying to sell you sunglasses and pictures of the world trade center yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at this that's, that's incredible no the, the video speaks for itself check it out you know what the douchiest thing about that video is was the guy who uh the guy who filmed it like went on i, I forget what it was like nbc or something well, it was just CNN like reports yeah or just like you know this is really indicative of new yorkers and how we live our lives day to day and it's just oh, like he, he was just he trying to make great. it like a big thing like, dude you, oh. you saw a rat he dragging was, a piece of he was pizza. trying to get on dancing with the stars yeah don't make yeah. a big thing of it <laughs> an asshole that is fucking awesome <sighs> and then dylan avery wanted us to talk about boobs all i can say about boobs is i don't see enough of them <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. Amen. More than a mouth pulls a waist, right, guys? <laughs> there is a, such a process that it takes to get to a pair of unearthed boo boos in your face. It's a process. There's, it is. You got to spend a, money. You got to take time. You got to show dedication. You got to show commitment. It's like taking the SATs. You got to go through the Iran deal. Yeah, dude, it's worse than the Iran deal. The Iran deal is a fucking cakewalk compared to getting a big pair of boo boos in your face. And if you feel a lump, you don't mention it because it will kill the mood. Oh, that vibe will be fucking shot immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Oh, God. Do you got any Pearl Jam on your. Oh, yeah. I think we want to close the night with some Pearl Jam. Sounds good. What are you thinking? Do you have ten? Uh, something you have the, off yeah, 10? something off ten. Release, release me. Mm. That's a good jam. That um, was from Out of the Furnace. A couple. Of, uh, it, we didn't do a movie review, kind of a belated one. If you've never seen Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale and Woody Harrelson, see it. Amazing movie. Christian Bale's first post Dark Knight trilogy film, knocked it out of the park. 
Release me from Pearl Jam, and I release you from tonight's episode. Huzzah.